Hello, everyone, and welcome to Meow Mexico on Panthers Podcast. My name is Steven. My name is Jerry. And we're just here to talk some Panthers news. Uh, we're going to record the uh, preview a day later than normal since the game is a day later than normal. Uh, but some things have been happening, Jerry, and we wanted to, to get out here and talk about it a little bit. Scott Fitterer and, well, basically filing of information is hot and ready going on right now. Basically, let's start off with the lead thing. Uh, Brady Christensen to IR. Um, Mike K uh, reported that it's probably a season-ending injury with a torn bicep. Yeah, the Panthers confirmed he's out for the season. Oh, they did? Yep. Oh, yeah. Oh, hate to see it for him. I mean, I he was my guy that needed to watch out for his job anyways in the preseason with Zavala. Seemed like they wanted to really shore up that uh, offensive line, and he, he seemed like the weak spot. And now out for the season. Yeah, unfortunate. Um, uh, Reich, Frank Had a Reich, good game. Yeah, well, and Frank Reich said that he tore his bicep in the later part of that game and, and continued to play and, uh, you know, play the remainder of the game. So uh, he did have an okay game. I mean, I don't I don't know what his grade was. I haven't looked at the grades yet. But um, the offensive line as a whole looked pretty good. And I didn't mm-hmm. see Brady Christensen struggle mightily or anything. So, uh, you know, at this point it looks like Zavala is going to move over to that left guard spot beside Icky, which I think is Zavala's natural position anyway. That's where he played in college. Yeah. And then, uh, so Frank Reich says that Cade Mays, Nash Jensen, Justin McCoy will all rotate in and practice to determine who's going to kind of claim that spot. Uh, I think a lot of people think that Jensen will end up being the guy. So yeah, we'll see. But you know, if I had to put money on it early, I'd, I'd probably go with him. Uh, Cade Mays, I think, is probably the obvious choice since he's I, yeah. I was going to say I would I, I would lean towards Cade Mays as he was started with the starters early in the season. He did struggle a little bit, but I don't know if yeah. Obviously, this is temporary, it. right? Because Austin Corbett will be coming back week five. We hope. Fingers crossed. Yeah, he'll he'll be eligible to come off pup by then. So hopefully, uh, this you know Jensen, Mays, McCoy trio will you know be temporary for that right guard spot, and hopefully Zavala will play very well at left guard. Yeah. And you know, you and I were talking earlier. Uh, probably the best case scenario is Zavala plays well at left guard. You move Brady Christensen to left tackle reserve, and he backs up Icky. Because yeah, he seemed 100%. to play well, pretty well there last year, in comparison to how he played at guard. So you know we, we both like him there better. Yeah, and there's a couple guards that are free agents as well. If you know, maybe Corbett takes longer, or Zavala isn't the guy that they hoped right out the gate. I mean, Justin Pugh, Roger Safford, AJ Kane. Mm-hmm. I mean, some older guys that you can come in, plug in, play, and they'd be fine. So, uh, hopefully, like you said, Zavala plays well. Corbett comes back in a couple weeks and looks great. But, man, for Brady Christensen, I mean, that that hurts. I felt like yeah. this was his year to really kind of step up and become that entrenched starter. Yeah, and, you know, all accounts were, were that he had a great uh, offseason, great preseason. Um, 
improved quite a bit from where he was last year at left guard. So unfortunate for him, but for the Panthers overall, you know, maybe the next couple of weeks are going to be a little difficult with whoever's filling in there at right guard, not being up to, uh, you know, the standard that Zavala was playing, but you know, Corbett will will come back and and the line will be fine. I think hopefully I, I don't think it's a step down from what we know from Christensen to Zavala at left guard. Could be a step up. We'll see. But at the very least, I think it'll be, you know, a lateral move. Unfortunately, with J.C. Horn, also uh, confirmed today to be a serious hamstring injury, and they are possibly looking at surgery for him, which could put him out for half the season, if not more, you know, depending on if he actually has to have the surgery. He's getting a second opinion, which tells me that he didn't like the first opinion, right? Yeah, that that's never good. <clears throat> yeah, so uh, his backup will be C.J. Henderson, at least initially. And we've been down that road before. Yeah, are we sure it's C.J. Henderson and not Troy Hill? Because let's be honest, I'd prefer C- Troy Hill. C.J. Henderson <laughs> uh, believes it will be him, from what he oh. said. And Frank Reich has been very high on CJ Henderson so far this off season. Uh, now there, I think they did sign another corner today. Um, I don't have the name in front of me, but I think they did sign another corner today, or at least they're working, working one out from the bears practice squad. I don't remember. Uh, either way, they've got horn. They've got Henderson, uh, or they've got, excuse me, Henderson. They've got Hill, uh, you know, Dante Jackson on the other side. So, between the three, hopefully they'll find a, a combination that works. But missing Horn again for a significant amount of time, you know, yeah. his, his third season, it's just, it's, it, it, it's, it's unfortunate. It's time to slap that label on him. I hate saying that, but I mean, at what point do you just say, hey, he's just not healthy enough. Yeah. He's never healthy. He's just a guy that is injury prone and, you get what you can get out of him, but you know, at this point, if he continues like this, you know, he's got another year, and then uh, do they give him the fifth year option? You, at this you point? can't, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, my opinion, this is three years in the road that he's missed significant injuries, like significant time. Yeah, because I mean, they have to make that decision next next, next off year. season. So if he misses all or most of this season, I I agree. I don't see how they can do it. Because that's a, you know that's what fifteen sixteen million dollars that you would be committing to him. You know the average of what other top five corners make. Uh, it could be more than that. I, I don't know off the top of my head, but actually I don't even know if that's if that's what it is. That's the franchise tag, but I think it's something like that. Like it's a, it's, it's a the lot top of money. Five cornerbacks money grouped together. Okay. Uh, and, and the average of that, and if you. 15 60 million sounds about right. Sounds I don't know right. the franchise yeah. tag off the top of my head. It's going to be somewhere point. between 10 and 15 million probably uh for one year of JC Horn that you don't even know if you can count on. 100%. Now JC Horn is extremely talented. We know that. Extremely. He is as good as Patrick Sertain if not better when he is on the field. But he is not on the field and Patrick Sertain is a Never. pro bowl all pro corner. 
And that's who he, unfortunately, that's who you compare him with because they went back-to-back in the draft. J.C. Horn went first. Most people thought Sertain was the better prospect. Matt Rule and company did not. They went with J.C. Horn, and unfortunately, it looks like it was the wrong decision. And the worst part about it is, is J.C. has looked the part. It's just overall, he he can't stay healthy, man. And it's just so sad and heartbreaking, in my opinion, because it, it every time I'm just trying to hope for him, he he gets injured. Last year, I was like, okay, he stayed healthy for most this season and injury and injury. And injury. It's and like it's little things. On the, it's, it's, yeah. it's soft tissue stuff. And, and then there's other broken bones that are random, like someone yeah. steps on his foot. But, yeah. I mean, at, at one point, you're just going to be slapped with that injury-prone uh, label. I mean, this is his fifth or sixth injury in three years on this team. Yeah, And none of them are small, right? Yeah. Like they all cause him to miss games. He can't play through them. Uh, you know, and a hamstring that he heard pop, like, of course, nobody's going to play through that. No, 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 I'm not. And we're not calling him soft or anything like that. No. Unfortunately, it does appear that his, I don't know. I don't know if it's the turf. Of course, he didn't even get hurt at home. Well, Atlanta has the same turf. Atlanta has turf as well. So maybe it's turf, you know, I don't know. I I think going to grass would help, but I, I think overall, it's just him i mean there yeah. other players are playing through i mean cj henderson i mean look at him he hasn't really had the same injuries i mean granted he's not on the field as much but yeah <clears throat> i think does i mean all these all these guys play on turf right they all go yeah. and play on turf and on away games you know if they don't have it at their home stadium so it's it's hard to blame it on that but we know that turf is harder on the body and he's mm-hmm. practicing on it every day. And, you know, would it surprise me if they changed to grass and he suddenly got healthier? It wouldn't surprise me. Right. No. I would it, love to see it happen, but regardless, this is the situation and he can't stay healthy. And it so sucks sad, because they probably are going to lose him because they won't pay him and someone else will probably take a flyer. Mm-hmm. And then he'll, Ball out, yeah. some It'll magically be become be healthy. Great. But. Yeah, it's real unfortunate. But I mean, you know, this is just a history of he'll he'll be added to the history of good corners that the Panthers have let go, right? Yeah, you know, James Bradbury, Bradbury Josh, Norman. Josh Norman. I mean, yeah. Norman didn't Stephon, play up Stephon to Stephon Gilmore. His... They could have kept Stephon Gilmore, and they, they chose not ste- to. <sighs> they they signed Dante Jackson, which. I think us on this podcast were like two more three years of Jack or Stefan Gilmore signed me up. Yeah. Like, and Stefan Gilmore's been great. He was great mm-hmm. last year and he's been yeah, he already had an interception this year. Like he's been way better than Dante Jackson, who was hurt most of last year. So I don't know, man. Uh unfortunate for the Panthers that Horn will be out. Really unfortunate for Horn, but hopefully it'll be one of those things where he can come back and six weeks or something and and stay healthy the rest of the year but at this point can you count on that no no well we do have some good news though jerry yes north carolina own or i should say north carolina a and t own tariq cohen was signed to the practice squad 
today or yesterday by the Carolina Panthers. I'm very excited for this just because I liked him. I liked him in Chicago. I, I think he adds a dynamic ability if he's back 100%. He, he hasn't played since 2020 due mm-hmm. to uh, ACL, MCL terror, which takes a long time to get over. So yeah. I understand why he hasn't played since then. But they tried him out yesterday. They liked him. And they signed him today. So to the practice squad. So if Blackshear is struggling, don't be shocked if he's let go and Cohen is brought in. He has familiarity with Chris Tabor on the special teams of Chicago. So yeah, keep an um, eye out. <clears throat> I would not be surprised at all if Tariq Cohen is elevated prior to Monday's game. As a return guy who he, I believe, was an all-pro as a return guy. Yeah, I, I believe he was. Um, the Carolina to Chicago connection, like, that's it's, uh, it's pretty strong this year, right? It's like, I know he hasn't played since 2020, but that's the only team he's played for. Uh, but he's very excited to be here. He he said that he, uh, he felt like it was, you know, meant to be that he was going to play here. Uh, and, hey, you know, not only can Tariq Cohen – return but he's a great pass catcher out of the backfield i think he had like almost 80 catches one year he's very dynamic so bringing him in you know did we need specifically you know we i wanted to sign a running back but i it wasn't a Tariq cohen type but i'm happy i mean i hope that he is able to make the roster, you know, at some point and contribute because I think if he's yeah. on the roster, you got to get him out there. Cause he, he, he is a game breaker. I a hundred percent agree with that. And if it, those who heard any robotic noises, that was my upstairs robot vacuum. Rosie <laughs> just randomly started at eight fifty PM tonight. So Rosie. apologize for that, but showing your age, Jerry, <laughs> those for <laughs> older or younger, I should say that is the Jetsons robot. Uh, yes. made yes <laughs> <laughs> but I, I agree i think last year we even talked about bringing him in you and i at mm-hmm. least but like see if he had anything right now but obviously he needed that extra year of getting healthy because no one signed him so yeah. i'm glad he he's here <clears throat> i'm sure he has a lot of friends and family around here since he went to north carolina yeah he was born in north carolina grew up in so, north carolina so yeah, just hopefully he could he could make an impact, and I think he could if he's fully healthy. That's all I could say. I mean, he passed the physical, right, which is good. He practiced for him. Yeah. So Deuce Staley looked at him. Chris Tabor saw him. Yeah. Those two coaches right there I trust know what they're doing. You never know after an injury like that how the body is going to respond, How you know, longevity. Does he have the burst, you know, but – uh, it seems like these days most guys do recover 100%. And if you can get 100% Tariq Cohen for nothing, essentially, uh, yeah, I mean, then just take the shot. Like, why not? Especially, you know, I didn't, I wasn't a huge fan of our return game in the first week. I didn't, we didn't really talk about it much on the podcast when we did the recap, but um, I don't remember his name the uh, guy that we signed from the chiefs, 
but he did not have a very good game uh, at all. He did get clotheslined and he didn't get anything for it, but or uh, horse collared, but he didn't get anything for it. But um, yeah, I, I wasn't super impressed, and, and I have a feeling that's why they signed Tariq Cohen because they also 100%. saw eh, this this might not be the way to go. So, I mean, rushing wise, I, I'm just gonna say he has a he averages four point two yards per carry, which is solid. That's fine. Yeah, he he's has. Not, a he's not rate. a number one back. Right. No, seventy six. I think he's he would be a great like receiving type of back. A third, little third down guy. Darren Sproles type of back. I mean, okay. he's not as good as Darren Sproles. No. Who's pro- but the best. The, Darren Sproles is the best running back of that size ever, probably. But you know, it, it, is he an upgrade over Blackshear? If he's to Tariq Cohen of old, he is right. Yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, in my opinion. I don't think he's going to take Chuba's spot. Stats. You know, Chuba's, no, Chuba looked look, yeah. look good, so I don't think he could really take that. I'm just trying to look for his return stats so I could see him, but no what one I, wants return stats. No, well, what I would like to see is, you know, if Chuba can maintain this level of play, I'd like to see Sanders, you know, maybe going two-thirds of the series Chuba will have a series out of every three, and then Black or um, Cohen is the third down back for both, right? So Cohen mm-hmm. comes in, and in third, in obvious third and passing situations, you got Cohen come in to just give you an extra weapon out there, a guy that can get open, a guy that can catch passes, and that just gives you another weapon. And God knows this team needs weapons on offense. Yeah. A hundred percent. This team needs weapons, especially receiving weapons. And he's not a receiver, uh, but he, like I said, he caught. I think he had more catches than he had rushes in his career with uh, Chicago. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to see if he has a good block pass blocking grade, but I can't find it. Oh well. Overall, I think it's a great signing to a practice squad. See what he has. Someone who's Familiar with the area that maybe could stick around. I promise they didn't bring him in for his pass blocking skills. <laughs> but I well, will say, you... I did look up his stats. He's got 264 rushing attempts for his career, 209 receptions for his career. So not quite more receptions, but he did have a season with 79 receptions. Can you guess how many yards he had on 79 receptions that year? 500. 456. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe didn't make the most with those catches, but average five. I mean, to be fair, reception. who was his quarterback? Who was their offense? That was 2019. Like, so, I mean, who knows at, at that time? Um, that I don't know. I, I, don't going through. I don't even know the bears current coach. I can't think of his name. I, his he's the only coach. coach. Yeah. Um, I can't, it's not Matt Nagy anymore. He got fired. No, is that other guy that's just I can't remember his name for the life of me. Yeah, every people are yelling at us right now, but I know. Who cares? <laughs> we don't care about. I, the I know Bears almost coach. every coach, but he's the only coach I can't think of off yeah. the top of my head. Yeah. Um. So yeah, let's see. I don't know, I'm going to tell you who the Mitch Trubisky was the quarterback. So Matt Uberlif. Eberflus. 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 
Matt Eberflus. Okay. I was going to say Eberflus. I don't know why I did. Uh, all right. Well, um, any other thoughts? You know, I mean, we'll be back in a couple of days to preview week two, but, um, you know, there's some news. So we wanted to drop in and talk about it so we don't have to talk about it then. Yeah, because I want our pre-game preview a little more positive, but geez, I mean, yeah. losing two big-time starters, offensive line corner is not a not a good start. And I will say, as much as I like Brady Christensen, I think he was the the worst offensive line starter we had. But at the same time, Austin Corbett's already out, so. Yeah, I mean, and Christensen appeared to be improving, so. Yeah, unfortunate and, and for him. Stunts his growth a little bit, but hopefully he'll come back next year. And, you know, maybe left tackle is his more natural position, and he'll be a great backup. So, I mean, something we need right now. I mean, yeah. I don't even know our technically backup left tackle right now. Yeah. Uh, I, don't, <laughs> I don't even <laughs> want to think about it. Um, but, hey, I mean, if Zavala's the guy moving forward anyway, then just get a jump start on that and let him prove that he could do it. I agree. Yep. Uh, any last thoughts or anything? No, I'm uh, I'm ready to talk about the talk about the Monday night game, but that's a couple of days away, so we'll be back then. Yep. We want to thank everyone for listening. If you like the show, please let your friends know. Please follow us on Twitter at Meow Mix Podcast. And if you have any questions or comments, you can email us at mailbag at meowmixpodcast.com. If you leave us a five star review with a comment on Apple Podcasts, we'll read it on the show. Uh until Thursday or Friday, depending on when you listen to it. Everybody stay safe out there and keep pounding.